Welcome to the Connection Revolution podcast. We're so thankful that you're taking the time uh, to be with us today. We have another amazing guest with us. Gary Kendall is on the screen there. You can see him. Gary, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Hey, I'm glad to join you, Eric and Nathan, and to all of you guys who are listening. It's a privilege. Yeah, it's great to see you, brother. Yes, and it is great to have Nate with us again. Uh, Nate Doom is our producer, and uh, we'll have him chime in uh, later on to get his perspective on some of these things we're going to be talking about today, too. It's always good to have the um, millennial perspective on these ministry things is critically important. And so, Nate, thank you for providing that. Yeah, happy uh, to be here. The, yeah, thanks. This is the Connection Revolution podcast, and this is no question in our minds that God is orchestrating something amazing in our day. He, he's uh, always orchestrating good things, always orchestrating amazing things. And a lot of times those are expressed through kingdom connections. And, and this is the, the, the ongoing story that God's uh, really writing in Kansas City, Metro, and beyond. I know, Gary, you said you're out there in Phoenix. You're out there in I Phoenix. Am. Phoenix has a lot of this kind of thing happening. <laughs> I understand, too. There's a great unity movement among the church in Phoenix, from what I understand. So God's doing this in other cities besides Kansas City. But, you know, yeah. we focus a lot on our hometown of Kansas City. And it's a biblical paradigm, we believe, the Church of Kansas City. The Bible talks about the Church of Ephesus, the Church of Jerusalem, the Church of Antioch, et cetera, et cetera. What about the Church of Kansas City, the body of Christ in the Kansas City metro area? So these Connection Revolution podcasts are just uh, an effort to serve that and, and bolster that and foster awareness about what God's doing through amazing ministry leaders and church leaders, pastors, business leaders, other individuals in the body of Christ of Kansas City uh, Metro. And Gary, you're one of those amazing leaders. And so thankful that- Well, thank you. Uh, th so thankful you and I have been friends for such a long time, been on the ministry journey together as well for a long time. Hey, and, we're uh, just getting started. That's right. I appreciate your attitude. Keep preaching that. Keep <laughs> preaching. Just say that as many times as you want to. <laughs> it never gets old. Okay, so Gary, thank you. Just take a moment to, that's like a two minute, intro but introduce yourself uh because there may be now a lot of people know who you are but there may be people out there that that don't know who you are so just take a couple minutes introduce yourself will you yeah well thank you it's a privilege to be with you guys today and if you're watching on the screen i didn't expect to be in phoenix at this time when i said <laughs> yes to the podcast but uh one of the things that i do is i work for a technology company named glue and um, glue sent me out to phoenix early this morning and so I'm joining from my hotel on the roof of my hotel. Okay. But my name is Gary Kendall, and a lot of people in Kansas City would know me as the founder or leader of Love KC. I'm married to my wife, Belinda, of 44 years. We're happily married, and Man. it gets better, gets better all the time. <laughs> and Belinda is in this season where she's ministering to uh, women who are called to ministry. And so she's coaching pastors, wives, women who are called to be pastors and women who might be in ministry, but don't necessarily have a, a title or even pay, but they have responsibilities. Mm, um, I, on the other hand, and she, she is a huge support for Love KC, but she told me in this season that was going to be her priority. So I support her. And then <laughs> she supports me. We have a team that works in uh, Kansas City and we work 
at a micro level and a macro, but I can talk more about that in a moment. We're just glad to be a part of, of uh, Kansas City and look forward to the years to come. We believe God's got some great things in store. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. Well, listen, love KC. Now, that that automatically just uh, sparks great recollection for me because Sending Project was blessed to be a part of the the, the launching of Love Absolutely. KC with you and ministry partnership. And for a while, you were even with us as a staff member with the Sending right. Project. What a what a blessing uh, that was, and and, and the so, sending project sent me. That's right. That's right. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Um, and so, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, but you know, that's been how many years ago now, Gary? At least a few, maybe well, six. five or six, six years. Twenty seventeen was the start of the launch of Love KC. Wow. And okay. We were so, we were underneath the sending project for a year. A lot has happened in those five or six six years now. You yeah. say. Uh, so just give us a, just a, the overview about what is Love KC, and then you can just go right on into what is uh, called Every KC. This is a real, a real focal point for Love KC these days, but please just tell us all about that. So my wife, Melinda, and I started a church in Nate Creek Community Church of Latin 32 years. And in 2017, we were, we felt like God was leading us to turn the church over to some good friends, Jake and Sarah Zasky. And the church later was renamed to Hope Chapel. But Belinda and I felt like God had another chapter for us. We called it our fourth quarter, although we hope we live a long time. You just never know. We're certainly probably in the fourth quarter. And we thought if we have one more quarter of our life, we want to devote it to serving the city. And the thing that God put in our heart was to uh, support people as they would live on mission. We realized that you know, any individual church, Eric and Nathan, could could grow and could could become huge. And yet, by itself, it hardly would make any difference in the lostness of the people in Kansas City. Like, we could grow like crazy and still not reach everybody if we didn't learn to work together. And I just felt compelled to kind of do what we call join the Father's heart who wants to see all of his lost children come home. And we began to dream of a day when the city would work together in such a way that individuals, so we'd say this is the micro level, individuals could live on mission where they live, learn, work, and play, that they would live a life that is a uh, pray, care, share lifestyle, mm -hmm. and that they would be able to uh, be use their gifts and their calling to effectively serve as like a missionary on the street where they live and the place where they work. And that if we could see that happen across the city, that would be the macro version of it then we could conceivably reach everyone in Kansas City. And if you think about it, we have somewhere between 20, an introvert, we might have 20 people who are close to us, up to an extrovert might have 80. With the um, 250,000 people that are believers in Kansas City, and I'm making up that number because of about 25% of the people would say that they're followers of Jesus in Kansas City, we could touch every single person in our city, as long as every single person would realize they might be the only bridge to some non-believer. So mm. if we would adopt every neighborhood or every workplace, and we would each one learn how to live a contagious Christian life, and then we would share, be able to tell our story and tell the story of Jesus, then conceivably we could reach everyone in the city uh, through our witness. And we, we like to say that every single person in Kansas City should be able to hear the good news of Jesus from a friend. 
So we're we're committed to a neighboring uh, way of of reaching people in Kansas cities. That's the that's the short story. I'm glad to go deeper if you want. No, the, Gary. So what are you telling us that it's not just the pastor's responsibility to do all that kind of thing? Well, the pastors in our city make up about one percent of the <laughs> followers of Jesus. So if it's yeah. up to just the pastors, we're in we're in deep trouble. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm being facetious, but I know you this are. is a amazing vision that God has put on your heart and to, to, to push forward in Kansas city and seen some amazing things happen. Um, can you just, just for a quick moment, I want to hear more about every KC and, and what's happening yeah. with that, but just for a quick moment, uh, there, there's a, there's a program called bless every home that, sure. that connected with, and it expresses the, the number of people who have agreed to be lights in their neighborhood. Yeah. What is that number now? What's the latest number you have on that? Uh, we just crossed over 4,000 lights in Kansas City. Lights are people who have agreed to um, adopt their neighborhood and pray for their closest neighbors. The is to default uh, number when you sign up. But we, we do know that people use a variety of different tools and even a variety of different uh, strategies to try to reach their friends and neighbors for Jesus. But we would love it if every person in Kansas City would open up a, a free account at blesseveryhome.com so we can see which neighborhoods are adopted. I don't care if you use the blessed rhythms where you begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve, and share, or whether you use the magnets uh, that Nate Runyon has popular had made popular that people put on their on their uh, refrigerator, or how you, how you go about it. But I just believe that that in the Great Commission, we're called to go make disciples of every nation or every ethnos. You know the word there. It's really every ethnic group, which we could translate as we should reach our own world. You know, reach our world yeah. as a big whole world, but everyone reach their own world the ethnos of their own world. But it, there's not a strategy attached to that. But if you go to the two great commandments to love God and love your neighbor, there is a strategy. And mm -hmm. it's everyone reach your neighbor. So it's when Jesus called his disciples, he called them to do two things. Follow me. That's the love God. And then I will make you fishers of men. That's the love your neighbor. And mm -hmm. when we do that, I think God did give us a strategy. We theoretically can scale that to reach a whole city. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. So every KC, uh, before we run out of time, we want to make sure that the viewers get a really good idea of uh, what every KC is, because this is uh, it's a relatively new thing, you know, compared mm -hmm. to love KC. Yeah. Um, but um, it's very, very, it's kind of ancient and future, if you will, it all is. the time, right? Uh, concept is not new, but uh, from God's perspective, but it's kind of a new thing for the yeah. church of KC to really experience. So tell us about that and how people can well, get you involved. touched on a little bit earlier. It, it builds off the concept that God thinks about cities as a unique personality. Cities mm -hmm. are mentioned in the Old and the New Testament like a hundred times more often than churches are. You know, there are churches in a city, but God looks at a city as a whole unit, just like he looks at Eric Rochester as a person. And the different churches that make up the body of Christ in our our city, Kansas City, form one unit in God's eyes. That's why God could say mm -hmm. to the churches in Asia in Revelation, well, to the church at Thyatira, 
you know, I'm going to commend you for these things, but I'm going to warn you about these other things. Mm. So God sees the city as a unit. And we think it makes perfect sense that if God calls individuals to make disciples, then we are called to replicate or multiply. And it's like whatever fractal you can find, like for in the human body, it's the it's the sperm and the egg that create the zygote. And then the zygote begins to multiply. And every time it multiplies or divides, the DNA for every division is inside every cell. And so you you can then scale to the growth of the human body. But you apply the same thing to the church as we make disciples. And those disciples make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Then the body of Christ grows in a city and you could scale to reach a whole city. So mm -hmm. like in the, ma in the micro, we say live on mission and be able to share your story and lead your friends to Jesus on the macro. If everybody does that, we think that this city could work together to reach everyone. But functionally, it works more like what are the natural groups inside of our city? So we, we think there's five, at least five regions. You could break it down further, but we can make a really good case for north of the river is one ethos or one culture in our city. It's a big one, but it's it's one. It, they all have being north of the river in common. KC Mo downtown Kansas City, Kansas is uniquely Missouri. I'm sorry, KC Mo is uniquely different than in any other part of the city in the downtown area. Whether it's Crossroads or River Market, or whether it's uh, you know down at Waldo, that whole area. We say that the KC Mo area goes all the way to 95th Street, which is where Raytown is. Because when you leave Raytown, you're you're then going into Lee Summit Grandview and more of the suburbs. So we say that North the River is one, KC is two, the southeast in the city is three, the suburbs. Four, jumping over the state line to Kansas is Johnson County, and five is Wyandotte County and Leavenworth County, which takes you like a face of a clock all the way back up to the river again. And yep. those there those parts of the city are very unique. And then we encourage each region to focus on five things. And we call these the finish lines of the Great Commission. So one is prayer, two is compassion and justice, three is evangelism, four, Bible engagement. That's a part of teach them to obey of the Great Commission. And mm -hmm. then there's the multiplication, which is the, we call it discipleship. So there, if we can fulfill these five finish lines and keep track of what are, what are we doing, how are we doing, track the growth in each one, find out where the deficiencies are, rally to help each other. Every region could could see great progress on their own and, and they're all gonna go at their own speed. So mm -hmm. we try to build catalysts, we try to build finish line leaders in each of the five regions. And then we try to work on the prayer that every person will hear the good news from a friend. And we call that the every person plan because we're it's decentralized. We're not the owners of the plan. We're a backbone org. But we can only do it if we work together. And we we believe that we're a decentralized bottom-up network that's dense because of our relationship and leadership can come from any one of the nodes. That is the only way I think that we could scale to reach a city. And so that's what we give the majority of our time to in Love KC. Amen. Amen. So when you think about two years from now or three years from now with every KC, we'll love KC and every KC, especially every KC vision. Uh, what would you, what would you dream about the reality being two or three years from now? That's a great question. We just finished our three year strategic plan. So mm -hmm. we've been working on this for probably two months 
And what we see is, is uh, we call it running laps around the vision, Eric, that mm-hmm. uh, we think this is a long-term, you know, till Jesus comes kind of calling. Mm-hmm. We don't typically practice this in the West. There are cities in the East that are more, um, that practice this kind of a way of working together better than we do. So mm-hmm. part of it is a relearning exercise for the Western church. We have to be able to value the small as well as the big. We have to realize that many times the best sharing that's going to be done for Christ is in a small circle, not a mm-hmm. big church. Most of it's going to be outside of the walls of a church through friendship. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. we think about it working like this. We would see the, I think we said that we wanted to see 7,500 lights uh, with in three years. That's almost double. We wanted to see every single one of the regions. We have two catalysts in all the regions now, but we wanted to see every catalyst have their own team and that that team would be made up of finish line leaders. So someone would be championing prayer. Someone would be the champion of your compassion and justice. Someone the champion of evangelism, Mm -hmm. uh, Bible engagement, and then uh, multiplication in each one so that every, every one of these would have their own team. They would be measuring we, we said we wanted to do a, a mapping of the city as far as the resources of the city so that we could better work together. And that would be a combination of churches, business, business mm-hmm. leaders who want to live on mission and mission organizations. And to my knowledge, we've made some good efforts at it across the city, but I don't think we yet have one that's all five regions. So that's one of our goals too. I could mm-hmm. go on. But yeah. those are the, I mean, those yeah. are, that gives you maybe a little bit of, of an idea of what we're working on. And we, we really yeah. believe that this will happen. In fact, I think I'm hoping and praying that our vision is too small. Mm. Amen. That's awesome, Gary. Thanks for sharing that. I, I, it's always great to hear the updates about what God's doing through you and Love KC and now every KC. Uh, so praise God for all that and, and um, look forward to our uh, next time we can have coffee or lunch sometime, Gary, because it seems like every time we get for together, sure. these great possibilities of um, of partnership and ministry and right. collaboration. I think about the Bible engagement part. We've talked about this, for you sure. know, God's put on sending project, one uh, leveraging the platform God's blessed us with to, to some Bible outreach and that kind of thing. And so there's a big initiative coming up in the spring. Talk more about some other time, but maybe there's a way to even connect uh, together in ministry for Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, we we have to. Yeah, Yeah, we have to to reach our city. Yeah, praise God. Hey, Nate, Mm. give us give us your reflections on what you've been hearing. Yeah, yeah, I I will. It makes me think about um, as I'm younger, you pointed out the millennial voice. You you all have been in the game a little bit longer, I guess, is one way we could put it. But um, uh, (laughs) a little bit. You're being gracious. by saying That's being kind. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it makes me really curious about um you know when you when when you first started doing uh ministry gary and how the body of christ was then and kind of what the conversation was and where the church needed to go versus where you're at now and where you say okay we uh this is where we need to go now how much have you seen um change and happen and and is do you see the Holy Spirit has been working on these things all along, but now it's kind of ramping up? Or what's your take on the the changing times? It's a really good question. I w- I would have to admit that in my early days when I was planting the church, I was pretty single focused for a period of time. 
And then all changed. Two things happened dynamically. One is I, I started going to China and I went there 17 times and I observed the Chinese church, which is very much like the church backs. And I decided that one of two things has to happen. I either need to stop going to China <laughs> or I need to do live my life differently. And uh, it was a it was a really big point of, of focus for me. And it wasn't that I felt like I had to leave a local church uh, because I love the local church. But it, it was like, I don't know how long I have left to give. And I want to give everything I have to this, the church of the city to see transformation at a citywide level. So that, that was a, a big change for me. I also read a book called uh, To Transform a City by Eric Swanson, who's now become one of my good friends. And uh, that I started giving 10% of my time every week to the, to the city church uh, years ago, probably 17 years ago. And those two things have, have made the biggest difference. But I see a lot more people thinking this way now. It's not just me. There's, you know, the number of people who believe this, like Eric does, is just growing all the time, growing, actually growing exponentially. Hmm. Amen. You know, uh, hearing you talk about that, Gary, I, I, I just um, automatically kind of start thinking back uh, about some of the conversations we've had before. And even right. I want to see a blog article maybe that you wrote. Uh, I wrote one. I can't remember the sequence, but I, I think, okay, the Lord's up to something here. But I wrote an article, a blog post, it's been years ago, a blog post, and I referenced something about, wouldn't it be something if, if you know, pastors and ministry leaders, that kind of person, it was something like that, were willing to dedicate 10% of their time, kind of tied right. their time to the, right. the citywide church. And I don't remember if that was after I had heard about what you had talked about or written or, or before that. But anyway, the point is, God was putting that on our hearts around that yes. time. But also before way before then, you I think wrote something, if I remember right, about you were kind of reflecting on the last 20 years. I want to go back and find this blog post or whatever yeah. it was that you wrote, because it talked about your from your perspective, because you've been serving the Lord for so many decades here in the KC area. And mm-hmm. what the unity level of the church, citywide church was back then and what it was 20 years <laughs> later or whatever. And it was, yeah, it, it was, was not a pretty, it wasn't a pretty picture back at, back in the day, wow. yeah, back in the day. Yeah. I think that's what, I, that's what I wrote about. Yeah. I was actually shocked by how little the church was working together. Once yeah. I kind of picked my head up out of my own little workspace, started looking around what I found was there was very little interest 25 yeah. years ago or so in doing things together. And that's changed dramatically, which, you know, yeah. thank God, thank God for that. Praise but, God. but actually, Eric, you know, we're, we're a long ways from where we could be. That's like right. If, if every church, if every leader would really think first about the, the heart of the father for the city. And I think that's where it has to start. It can't start with love KC or it can't start with sending project. It's what is the father's heart? He wants all of his children to come home. Yeah. And if you ask the question, how could that actually happen? The only way it could ha- happen is if all the people of God would work together. And that yeah. changes the paradigm. All the, like you can't. Yep. I, here's what I say sometimes. God, God loves his bride a lot more than we do. Mm. And I don't say that to be mean, but he calls us his bride. But we often act like we're in silos or we're, com- we're competing or comparing. And yeah. um you know, we just can't reach a city like that. We might grow our own ministry, but we, we're we not going to see the whole city reached unless yeah. we change the way we behave. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Over and over again, and I know you've experienced this along the way, Gary, but over and over again, we have uh, sometimes guests from out of town that are here to do ministry meetings and mm-hmm. things and and uh, just be a part of the what the ministry is happening here in Kansas City. And so many times over these years, we hear them say, something's happening in Kansas City. That's God true. In Kansas City, is this different? So I just want to say uh, glory to God for that. To God be Amen. all the glory. Amen. These conversations um, make a difference. And God works through every one of these conversations like this to further connect the body of Christ in Kansas City. And and so um, your efforts, our efforts are not in vain. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And like you said, we, we have a long way to go still, basically. We but, do. But there's a lot, a long way that we have come from, too. So yeah. praise God for Let, that. Let's let's make it hard to go to hell in Kansas City. There you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Gary, to wrap this up, would you share just imagine you're just speaking to somebody out there who may or may not be a part of the body of Christ in Kansas City. But there's this connection revolution God is orchestrating mm-hmm. in our midst. What would you say to somebody about uh, being a part of that? Yeah, I would say that uh, it was the priority of Jesus before he finished his mission to pray a prayer that we sometimes call the high priestly prayer. And in that prayer, he references the fact that it is by the love that we have for one another, our unity, that the world would actually know that we're his disciples. And he also said it a little bit different way when he said that if we would if we would love each other and be unified in the world, the world would know. So two, he said it two different ways. Both, both made the same thing. So I would say to a person, there is a level of love and community and commitment to one another that you can find when we unify around Jesus love that you can't find anywhere else. And there's a lot of things that we love in our world that are good, but the things that really make life worth living uh, come from the, uh, for in Paul, Paul, the apostle said, faith, hope, and love, that mm. these are the greatest things. And I, I think you can find them in the church when the church operates the way that Jesus set it up to operate. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well said. Thank you, brother. Uh, Gary, thanks so much for being our guest today. It's a it's privilege. Always, always good to be with you. Uh, Nathan, great to see you again. Thanks for all you do to make thanks, this podcast Nate. happen. And to those of you watching and listening, just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in and be a part of this. And uh, we look forward to when you're back with us next time as the Connection Revolution continues. Connection Revolution, let it change your life.